Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. Man, what a crazy evening for episode 159. <laughs> We've had quite a few technical difficulties. Hopefully, everything works out and things yeah. go. Jordan and I were hoping that we could talk a lot about our weekends, and if that happens, we'll get to do that a little bit later in the evening. If not, that's okay, too. But this is Seat Time, presented to you by Fly Racing. Uh, those fine folks have supported us for a long time, and they support our scene, so definitely go check them out at flyracing.com. Uh, Kinda Tire, great, great tires. They're going to be supporting, the, they do support the National Enduro Series. They're going to be out there at round three this coming up weekend here in Texas. Looking forward to hanging out more with those guys. They're super cool. Kindatire.com if you want to learn more about those guys, of course. And then Stillwell Performance, uh, another longtime supporter of Seat Time, does a great job. Just got a new 350XC. Going to be sending my suspension off to him after the National Enduro. Um, looking forward to that coming back. Obviously, uh, not only has I've ridden Stillwell Performance suspension done before, but as well his, uh, his 4CS work. By Dirt Rider, five stars, uh, you know, tons of reviews that have been awesome. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do with that to kind of step that up. So, of course, Seat Time, you guys can find us on Facebook, find us on our site, find us on all the social medias. Just search for us. You're going to be able to come up with it and figure out where we are. Um, so let's see. Tonight we're going to have Thad Duvall on and then Ty Tremaine after the fact. Thad Duvall, a lot of changes in his program, I think. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see what he has to say about that. I really want to hear about his backstory, all that kinds of stuff. So did yeah. you have a good weekend, though, quickly? What do you I think? I did, yeah. We raced the Blackjack Enduro up in Tulsa, and uh, it was fun. It was gnarly. Um, yeah, how about you? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, racing the TCCRA was awesome. We were supposed to be heading to the Zinc Ranch National uh, Zinc Ranch two-day Enduro, but with the cancellation of Saturday's event, and then we have three kids in the RV, four and a half hours, we were just like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Like, this is going to take forever, you know, the drive, yeah. and it was only going to be there for, like, 26 hours. <laughs> it's kind of like, man, at this point, you know, uh, I hate to say this, but we're going to just go to the local TCRA race. Yeah. We almost thought about calling the whole weekend to quit, and then Tam and I were just talking about it, and it was like, you know what? We're all packed up. We're ready to go. We got the bikes in the RV. The four wheelers ready. It's not even dirty. We could totally get it dirty. So at that point, that's when we decided, hey, we need to rock and roll, and we need to get yeah. to the race. So TC Sorry was good. I had fun. Got fourth place out of six people, which hey, I didn't get last, and uh, I only Heck crashed. Yeah. I only crashed. Technically crashed once. I wish I could say the Stalled same. Stalled the bike a couple more times than that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, you know, do what you can do. Huh? Got to get you a recluse. Uh, funny enough, one of those got ordered today. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be nice for this weekend. Yeah, that'll be nice for this weekend. So fingers crossed it shows up. It's supposed to be here on Thursday. I've even got the U uh, the UPS notification that says it's <laughs> on the way. And it's it's one of those things where I kept playing with the idle screw to really try to see like, hey, is is it me? What is it? Yeah. And obviously there is there is some bit of a learning curve when it comes to a four stroke. I, I feel anyway, just like from coming off of the the two stroke onto the four stroke, that I had to figure this kind of stuff out. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, as well, like you could even feel in my back shoulder, like it was a little sore, and I was like, a you little know what? sore? Yeah, I might barely walk. So, but, I mean, <laughs> my back, shoulder ah, sore. Man, man. Well, all right, we'll talk about well, our stuff a little bit later. We've yep. got Thad Duvall on. We're ready to rock and roll. Technical difficulties? I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to see. But hey, happy St. Patty's Day! I've got my green beer. So, Mr. Thad Duvall, congratulations on your podium finish this past weekend at the Max's General. How is your evening going, kind sir? Um, it's going good. Just uh, down, back down in Florida for a couple more weeks till North Carolina, 
and then back home, but just um, enjoying life right now, man. Nice, dude. Yeah, so you're actually living in Florida for a little bit. Is that for training purposes? Yeah, you know, um, I got the opportunity to come down to Orlando, Florida, about midway through uh, January. You know, there's a couple boys, um, Luke Parson and Ben Parson. They raced the GNCC in Open A and uh, Fortress Bay Lights last year. I'm uh, just, uh, you know, got the opportunity to come down and stay with them this year, and uh, it's been awesome. I've almost been down here for two months now, and it's been uh, been really good for me to be down here with some guys. You know, them guys are really motivated. They're still still pretty young and stuff, so they're all the time like, let's ride, let's ride, let's ride. So it's good for me and uh, pushes me to be a better, uh, better rider and a better worker. Nice. Well, Jordan, I have to say, right off the bat, do you would would Thad Duvall hasn't had horrible years lately on the Honda by any means, but at the same time, I don't think it's the, the years that he's wanted. Now, he's come out and gotten a fourth and a third so far on the Husqvarna with the KR4 arriving ride crew. So, how do you, I mean, what, what do you think about his performance so far? Uh, uh, that's like really put on the spot there, but uh, I say uh, good job, uh, adjusted to the new bike well, I assume, the new program. Um, I'm interested in how that adjustment uh, went and took place over the winter, and I'm, I don't think you were on the bike too long before the first of the uh, the season, so interested to hear about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, tell us about how it all kind of came about, and when, uh, you know, when it when it came to fruition, and how you started making that adjustment. Um. Yeah. You know, on uh, I got done with six days this year in November, and wasn't even back home yet. I was still in the airport. Um. I think in Argentina, and I got a text message from Fred Andrews and the KR4 team, and they uh, Fred really wanted to give me an opportunity this year, and. When we found out I was going to be on a Husky, you know, I was really game for it. Um, and, you know, they wanted me to ride the 350. So I was uh, super stoked, and I, I was hoping it was going to work out. It really wasn't set in stone yet. Um, it was just kind of a hearsay um, thing. And finally, you know, uh, got home and uh, made it all happen. Um, I ended up getting the getting the bikes um, the beginning of January. Uh, really wasn't on them that much. I was on it one time before I came to Florida. So, uh Came to Florida just kind of kind of blind with the bike and really got used to it and um, just from there it all went down. It, it was crazy because um, when I first got to ride the bike, I rode at a, at a local moto track um, that just opened up the Club of Willow Creek and I was on the bike 20 minutes and I knew I thought I felt faster than on my Honda and you know when it we put lap times on it um, 20 minutes on the bike and I was already faster than what I ever turned all summer on the Honda so. Wow. It was a, uh, it was quite a shock. Um, you know, it's it's been a long time since my mm-hmm. dad looked at me and said, "Wow, you are uh, you are impressive on this bike." And uh, you know, it's it's been a while since he looked at me and said that to me. And you know, it's it was awesome. That was like a sigh really for me. Or saying, "Okay, you know, maybe I maybe I did make the right right choice switching over." And you know, looking back on it now, I I can't thank Fred Andrews enough for uh, texting me and giving me the opportunity and the whole KR4 um, arriving ride team. You know, Frank Keegan, he put this all together a couple of years ago. And, you know, I think with him and Fred, we can be a, a winning duo. Yeah. And, and I definitely want to get into kind of like the meat of a little bit of what your off, off, you know, your off season looked like. But I think a big thing is a lot of people know that Fred Andrews can create champions. He's done it in the past. And then, unfortunately, you know, kind of like with the different bikes, manufacturers that he worked for, different teams, if you will. And manufacturers he's had with his team, and then all of a sudden with the selling of Husqvarna, he didn't really have a job per se. Kind of got left 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 to hang to dry. 
And then he gets hired by KR4 with Frank Keegan to come and help out with his uh, the next level of his KR4 program. It, and it seems like they are doing a fantastic job. Now, now that you're a part of that and not just kind of on the outside looking in, what is it that maybe Fred Andrews is doing a little bit different? What is it that Frank Keegan's doing a little bit different? What is it about the KR4 program now that they've got that kind of higher level with Fred Andrews that, that you think is doing so well and that's helping you out so much? Um, I just think it's a, it's a good team all around. You know, I think what they're doing is awesome and, you know, with Frank and Fred being both past racers, I think they understand what um, me and I mean Nick Davis look at Nick. I mean he's yeah exactly he's winning. He won Florida and he almost won Georgia. And you know, I think they know what we need to be championship competitors and you know contenders. And I think they're willing to do whatever it takes. And you know, with their background being such full time racers, I think it's good for me and Nick and. You know, even Frank, you know, he comes up to me sometimes and, and tells me, you know, hey, you know, top five is fine. You know, this is just a building, building couple races and stuff. And, you know, even Fred's like that. And it's good for me, you know, you know, like my dad, he, he was always a racer. So he was always a mentor. But, you know, I always looked up to Fred and, you know, we tried to work together the last um, couple years ago and it just never really fell into place. And finally it did. And, you know, I'm super stoked. And. You know, I think what they do for the whole racing career is awesome. You know, it the whole sport is about amateurs, and what they do for them it is so awesome. And I love being involved with the team and what they do. And you know, I think it's awesome that I I get to work with the kids too and um, be there and help them if they have any questions and stuff. And so it's cool. I just think they have a good atmosphere. You know, with the KR4 thing, they have a, a complete separate trailer for me and Nick and you know, a couple of the afternoon racers and they have a whole nother trailer um, for the amateur in the morning and minis and stuff like that. So, you know, they keep it separated, but at the same time, we're all still one big team and I think it's awesome for what they do. Yeah. When we got a chance to go to Big Buck last year, we had so much fun with that. And it's funny because at the time they still had the two kind of, the, they had three trailers actually. They had like the big, huge one that they were still carrying around. I think they sold that one off on a little bit smaller one. And that's where Steven and I were hanging out and sleeping with and that was kind of the morning the, the the morning and mid morning ones that you're talking about, and then we didn't even know that on the other side where the the had the pit the the pro pits was where the, the the third trailer was, and that's where we come to find out is where the moonshine is kept. Um, so we're we were excited to find that third trailer because that was I mean that was where our night I guess officially started and then technically yeah. officially ended because it's like everything kind of like woohoo. And then it's like woohoo, like face plant into the fire later on, and luckily Big Stu can be, you know he can save the day. So that's always nice of yeah. that guy. So yeah, no, I, I, we were super stoked with the KR4 Arrive and Ride program that we did. And for those of you who don't know, that is kind of a program where you can come in and rent a bike and race it at GNCC, so you don't have to travel with your bike. So what that is a part of is definitely that upper echelon. It's not really part of the Arrive and Ride part of their program, but at the same time. You know, he's. I'd imagine that you are just as as into that family atmosphere that those guys help create so well. Um, now, now having not known you all that long, I don't really know you that personally. How do you take to that? I mean, are are you totally a family kind of like hangout guy? Do you enjoy that atmosphere, or is it a little bit a little bit of pressure for you? Is it something you're not comfortable with? No, you know, I'm super comfortable with that. Okay, you know, like. Me, my, like, my parents, we're super close, and, you know, I still live at home with them and everything, and, you know, we always say a family that races together stays together, so 
I, the whole I, the whole family atmosphere there is so awesome. You know, we've always known Fred and Amy and Fred's parents and stuff, and you know, we've always even when I wasn't even with Kara for you know, they would always if if I needed a line in the woods or something, they were always help. They they really help out everybody, and I think it's so cool. And you know. Personally, I, I like having all the family around. Even, like, all the kids, I like having them around. You know, I try helping them out and stuff. And, you know, it was kind of cool. Um, Saturday, we had a little KR4 meeting and stuff with the kids and stuff. And, you know, even Amy, Fred's wife, had me mention some things about what uh, what to do on Sunday and stuff. And, you know, the, all the kids and the whole family, everybody was there. And, you know, it was cool that I get to be involved with that. You know, I, I'm a huge family man. And, you know, I, I love to be affiliated with that, and they've almost taken us in. It, it's so awesome, you know, they, they're they willing to cook for us and take care of us, you know, and even, like, our trailer, there's always food, there's always snacks, there's always drinks and stuff, so, you know, I, I really enjoy the whole family atmosphere behind the KR-14. Yeah, no, I would, too, I would, too, And you, but you've, you, you guys, obviously, you guys were still racing GNCCs before, you know, a program like this was around. How would that have changed it for you? With you guys living in Texas and wanting to go out there, do you think a program like this would have been something that y'all would have wanted to be a part of or you could have left your bike and paid them a little bit to kind of... Oh, yeah, definitely. That would have been awesome. I mean, we would travel 1,000 miles on average one way, so being able to leave bikes and fly back and forth and able to get to school and work and stuff and uh, be in that kind of atmosphere. I mean, the team that I was on, Thad, we were on the team together, and uh, uh, it was family-centered, but... Sounds like they've they've really taken it to the next level, taking care of the amateurs like they're taking care of, and uh, just incorporating it into such a such a big family event. I think right. that's really awesome. That's what the racing's always been about. I mean, off road racing is a family deal, and so the fact that they take it as far as they do with the national series, it's really awesome to see. Yeah, it's got to be tough too because of the fact that there does have to be that separation. Yeah, you know, I mean, like because if you can't have too much of the amateur type. Not amateur type people like working their <laughs> way into the pro, but it's you know, I mean, like but everybody it's has to it's keep their head on and, straight. Yeah. In, in all of their specific stuff. So let's talk a little bit about the Husky. Let's get bike-specific, if you will. Now, you said that you felt really good on this bad boy right off the way. So are you on a 350 or are you on a 450? What what bike are you actually on? Um, yeah, I'm on the 350. Okay. You know, it suits me the best, I think. you know, it, It's almost, for me, it's almost riding a 250 with a 450 power, almost. Um, you know, like last year, I was bouncing around from 450 to 250 on the Hondas, and I can really never get a happy medium. Right. So when I when I did, I was super stoked when the 350 came about, and you know that was the first thing that me and Fred talked about. Would what what bike would I want to ride and stuff? And you know the 350 came out, and I was like, yeah, like let's do it for sure on the 350. And it, it's such a sick bike. I absolutely love this bike, and for me, like. Honestly, it's the best bike I've ever rode, hands down. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, oh, a that's awesome. serious statement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, that's, a, yeah, that's a very serious <laughs> statement. You are right, Jordan. Um, and, and ignore my ignorance, but I do believe, bef- you know, before the Hondas and all that kind of stuff, you were on Yamahas for a long time. Was there ever a KTM or more of a more of a Euro-style bike I- I- in your past? Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, Yamaha and Hondas were both great bikes oh yeah no no i just i'm just wondering if there's like a lot of like a lot of euro kind of background with you at all or is this really your first time throwing a leg kind of over you know a non uh japanese manufactured Um, motorcycle i've maybe taken like two or three laps on a ktm that's it like i've never i've never even put time on one so 
when I made this decision to hug, I was a little nervous because I really didn't know what to expect. And, you know, some people really like them or some people really dislike them. So when I did first ride, I knew probably the first, the whole first moto I rode, I probably had a smile from ear to ear. I just, <laughs> it just, it fit me so well. And, you know, I feel like my corner speed is almost doubled on it. It just, the way it handles and stuff and the way the whole power is transferred over is really, really good. And like I said, like coming onto it, I had no prior with any KTM or Husqvarna ever, so that was good. Man, well, that's cool that it went that well. And you recently rode a KTM 250, and at any time were you kind of like, man, I could ride this bike. Like, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was like, awesome. If somebody um, just gave it to me. Sure. <laughs> if it were free, I would do. <laughs> I would. I'd ride anything for free. But uh, no, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was good. And uh, like you know, we talked about few things here and there that we would change but yeah it was, it was fun but that the 350 i feel like that is a perfect fit for you although i mean i don't know too much about your riding but it's been a little time watching you and stuff in the past and it's like you you could easily be the fastest guy on the track but sometimes um you know it's like having a little bit less power sometimes is more it's faster and so i feel like that really did benefit you well going from the 450 to the 350 yeah yeah for sure it was definitely it was about better fit for me you know the 450 um i think i just push it to the limits too much on it and i'd really really get in trouble on the thing and get hurt but um you know with the 350 i feel like i can go my super fast pace and feel comfortable on it and not feel on the edge and like at georgia i i could push so hard and still be in control and be comfortable enough where i knew i wasn't gonna really be out of control um, you know, Florida, there was a couple times where I was on the edge and I didn't really feel comfortable. I backed it down. And, you know, that's one of the things coming into this year. I told myself that I was never going to ride over my head this year. I just, if I was in fifth, that's perfectly fine. I just want to be consistent and finish every race. And that's the problem I had before. And it's just a whole new atmosphere this year for me. I just, I feel comfortable knowing that I mean, some days I might not be a, a, a top contender and, you know, I need to be okay with fifths and sixths and fourths, even though I was terribly upset with fourth at Florida. But um, <laughs> other than that, I just I feel good on the 350, and I, I truly love the thing. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I, I do want to get Jordan on my 350. I, I wish there was a better <laughs> chance for at the National Enduro to make that happen. So I just I did just get a 2015 350. We've talked about it a little bit already tonight, but. Um, I already, at the TCRI, I was just like, I enjoy this thing way more than I thought I would. I mean, yeah. I really did. And I'm coming off a 300 for the past four years. The first year it was a 250, and then I put the, just the, the up kit, if you will, to the 300, uh, the bigger head and everything. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm super stoked on that bike, and it's a shit ton of fun. And if it had been a 450... Uh, my arms would have been ripped out of their socket after this weekend, like for yeah, sure. I feel like, like that would be me on the 350. But I have raced Cooper's 450 before, and like a, I have to race this bike for point situation. My bike broke down or whatever, and that was gnarly. But it'd be fun to take a lap, maybe yeah, it on was, the 350. It was pretty damn bitching. Well, uh, didn't you get a chance? I like the button. I like the button. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is it? It's a little disconcerting that there. Does the Does the Husky have a Kickstarter? No. Yeah, it, that's and just like mentally disconcerting. See, I, uh, yeah, throwing it to Georgia, um, like the fourth lap, I fell, and I must have flamed the bike out when I fell, and that thing would not start, and I was hitting the button, and hitting the button, and hitting the button, I'm like, man, I wish this thing had a kicker. <laughs> See, I wish it would, because people that run recluses, like, if 
if you're by if the battery dies or something and you've got a recluse, how are you gonna you can't bump start it? I mean, how are you gonna get it going? Yeah, and and it's weird because like somebody in in Thad Duval's shoes who is a professional off road racer, they put not only are the bikes better than what I'm going to race, but they're tuned way different. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're much, the compression's a lot different. There's a lot more going on internally than a bike I'm ever going to ride, and they're going to put that bike through a lot more. So for somebody like Thad Duval, I think it's not good for them to not have a Kickstarter. Yeah. But for somebody like myself, it, 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 I'm you never going to... Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. It's okay. Like, But there's always that weird spot. I mean, at one point, that happened with street bikes, and everybody was like, oh, we need our Kickstarter. You know, but... <laughs> Yeah, obviously, Thad was having an issue where he did. He, the way that he wrecked, it was kind of like, oh, crap, is it going to actually kick over yeah. with just the button? What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean by, like, you just said that, um, like, I, would, I have, like, a, I'm trying to think how to explain it. Like, my bike is completely stuck. Oh, well, I guess that was an assumption on my part in the sense that, <laughs> what, has, that you guys would do internal greatnesses of things that I would that would scare me and make my butthole pucker that wouldn't be fair to anybody around to hear that sucking noise as it's trying to bring gravity back to the earth. Yeah, I mean, not we throw a pro circuit pipe on it. Um, you know, I have four CS forks from Factory Connection and you know, we do a couple on end stuff, but when that bike comes to it, it's almost off Sherman floor, you know. Um, I I prefer a kind of like a stock bike feel, and, you know, we, uh, we're definitely no f- rock star factory husky, but, um, you know, with Fred and stuff, we get the job done with the resources we have. And, Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it seems to be working good so far. Hell yeah. Maybe what we need to do is we need to get some, uh, some custom uh, clutch covers that have the seat time logo on them. There you go. That would that. I mean, <laughs> shit. You'd be like so much faster. <laughs> <laughs> so, it'd be like ten. It'd be like ten more horsepower. Oh, I'm man, sure. it would be so fast <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, cool. Okay. Well, um, any are you gonna be doing any national enduros this year? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do a couple. Um, I want to do a couple of the national enduros. Um, you know, uh, I think I'm gonna do a couple LMAs. I really, I really enjoyed them a couple years ago when I did them. Um, just some odd and stuff, you know. We talked about the Tennessee knockout race, um, so I'm really, uh, really kind of getting getting everywhere. And you know, I really wanted to do the the um, the second round national enduro, um, but just me being in Florida and just the timing was a little bit off and stuff. And um, you know, uh, just you're definitely gonna see me around. I really want to do some of the sprint enduros too because they're uh, they look pretty awesome. They look more my style and stuff. So I'm excited for this year. You know. Years past, you know, I kind of get wore down with racing and everything, but this year it's just kind of like, uh, you know, I really want to start getting out there and racing places and different, uh, meeting different people and getting the whole uh, husky husky brand out there and stuff. So it should be fun. Right on. Awesome. Sounds like this was a good change for you. Sounds like you got a good attitude and ready to roll. Yeah, you know, it, I it, it's fun. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm really, I'm really excited to be on this team this year. Yeah, that's awesome. Wicked man. So uh, we got the third round of GNCC coming up here in a couple weeks. How do you carry this momentum that you've come from a fourth to a third? You know, how do you carry that into a second or a first? Um, just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I I, I enjoy being in Florida down. Like I said with the boys, um, you know they're always always pushing us to ride and stuff. So I uh, I'm excited. Just uh, I got to be smoothing assistant this year, and that's the biggest thing. You know, when I you know North Carolina really. 
I don't know. It's been really bad to me. Um, you know, I dislocated my hip there, broke ribs. I don't know. For some reason, that track just is jinxed for me. Hmm. Um, so just want to get through there healthy and, and get on the big buck. But, you know, I just keep grinding this week and riding and uh, mountain biking. You know, I mean, we've been doing a lot of mountain biking, and, and it's fun. It kind of switches things up a little bit. And um, Just uh, keep, a, keep a level head for me. That's the biggest thing. And, you know, if I if I don't walk out of there on the podium, I, I need to be okay with it and stuff and top five and just be consistent this year. So uh, just keep it going, I guess. I don't know, really. Right on, dude. Well, cool. Well, bad that. I'm glad to see that things have uh, gone gone really good for you. Not that, you know, you've obviously had a lot of fun. You've done well on the bikes before. But I think this is probably one of the stronger beginnings of the seasons we've seen from you in a really long time. So congratulations on the new team and congratulations on things looking so awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks. You know, I, it, it's been awesome so far this year. You know, the team has really been uh, been good. You know, I can't thank um, the KR4 uh, team, um, Fred Andrews, you know, the whole Rocky Mountain ATV squad. Um, you know, there's some awesome sponsors behind us, um, Fly Racing, you know, just uh, everybody out there. You know, it, it's great that they still give me the opportunity to keep doing what I do. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, I haven't had the best past couple of years, but you know, I feel like this is a, a new, new uh, sign of life for me, and you know, I, I, I enjoy riding again. You know, it's fun, and you know, I'm really, really looking forward to this day, this year. Um, you know, I feel like I can go out and win races, and you know, it's going to take a lot to get Caleb off, off the, off the top of the box. But I feel like the team that I have behind me, and you know, my parents, my fiance, and just the whole atmosphere of the team, I think we'll be able to get up there and start uh, clicking off some wins. Right on. Right on. So how's he do with the next one, Jordan? I say a second. Keep moving on up. Oh, I like it. I like <laughs> it. I like it. Sorry, sorry. I should have said first. That was kind of No, no. no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not bad bad anymore, man. He's not going to jump through the not going to jump through the computer at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just uh I, I want to keep building and building and building and getting stronger and stronger and you know, it, it's crazy cuz every time I do ride my husky, I get more comfortable and you know, we uh, we find ways to make it better every time I ride it and stuff. And, you know, I, I'll see how it goes, I guess. Hopefully uh, we start getting some wins and, you know, um, start getting up north to the to the rough stuff. And, you know, I think the 350 is definitely the, the bike of choice for me. Right on. Well, to make sure uh, that we were told from the chat room that you should probably just go steal whatever you need from Hollywood. So maybe you know <laughs> what that means. Maybe you don't. We're just going to go hey, with it. He's he's really... Hollywood's hooked me up. I, I I can already say that. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Nice. Get some of those uh, those high fluting cams. Some of the <laughs> badass throttle bodies. And then you'll be like, yeah, now I know what Brian was talking about. This is so much better than that PR. No, no, I, I, don't, I don't need that stuff, man. I just, I just need a few things here and there, and we'll get the job done. Right on, dude. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. We appreciate it. You have fun out there, and we'll chat soon. Awesome! Thanks for having me on. I think you guys are uh, guys got a little crush on me because I'm on here all the time. So. We do. <laughs> I mean, she talked about watching you ride in. To me, that only means oh, that she goodness. was probably staring at your butt. Totally. I, mean, I know. I haven't. I haven't seen Roll Million in years. So, uh, oh, it's all going good. I was waiting for it, and there it goes. <laughs> I had to throw it out there. Appreciate so, that. Glad everybody's doing good. So and I, I can tell you're a connoisseur touch. of facial hair. So that's why I have a oh, a keen a keen influx. <laughs> towards you so that's hey a- I, I amish beard the full max i'm gonna grow it out man i got a picture <laughs> so. for you i did that for four months 
and didn't have a you know just a straight Amish beard. And it got to the point where when people started asking me, like, if I like change religion, not that I have a problem with that or anything. That's when I was like, it might be a connotation now that this beard has gotten very serious. So I was like, yeah, oh. I, went, I went and got a haircut the other day in Georgia uh, at a Walmart right before the GNCC round. And the chick was like, hey, where are you from? I'm like, oh, what's your name? She's like, are you Amish? I'm like, no. You're like, it was so funny. It's, it's getting awkward. It's getting awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck so. yeah, man. Well, you have fun out there. We'll chat soon. Yeah, good luck. All right. Sounds good, man. See you. See Peace. <laughs> awesome. No, Thad Duvall really has been kicking butt this year, and it's great to see him come out so strong. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I, think, I think there may be a lot of people out there that were like, how's he going to do on this team? KR4 is a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been making a lot of strides, but are there going to be this somebody that could support somebody at Thad's level? Yeah. Um, and I say that, you know, maybe there are other people that are like, oh, well, what's Thad's level? How's he been this, that, the other? And it's, it, you know, sometimes he just needs that good program to really be able to work Definitely. With. And it seems like he's being able to get that. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's been a good fit. Yes, I would agree. Um, one of the things somebody was talking about, has Husky made any changes to the KTM yet? Kind of... From what I know, that that was kind of a question while we had Thad on. But a big thing I think with that is it's it's still that same relationship we saw with Husaberg and KTM, yeah. where the Husabergs wore a a KTM, you know. But what they did is they did they did internals a little bit different. They did their own dampening when it came to suspension, things like that. Yeah. So with that, I think that's still to this point what we're seeing the big differences with KTM's and Huskies like that. The reason why it's so prominent that it's kind of a KTM and a Husky kind of thing is because of the fact that they put so much money into the Husky brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where with the Husaberg brand, it was really just kind of, it was meant to be an Enduro brand and to kind of keep the Enduro world, you know, that brand alive within that world. So yeah. That's what I've gotten from riding, what did I ride there? I rode that F- FE350 last year at the Concho National Enduro. And yeah, it felt like a KTM, but it did things just a little bit different on the... On the brappy side. Yeah. Makes sense. On the brappy side. Man, Ty Tremaine, what are you doing at your house? I'm just hanging out, getting ready to do a nice leprechaun day dinner. Ooh. Any green beer? No green beer. I'm only 19. I was about to say, it's like... I got some squirt. squirt. Yeah, we've got got, uh, little Millie over here. She's got her, uh, what is that stuff even called? Green Gatorade. Green Gatorade. It's green apple and it's that is, not. We, it is green Gatorade. It's not called green Gatorade. Well, what do you mean? What is it called? It's, got it's called Gatorade. Man, she's Cooper. How do you deal with this, man? <laughs> Goodness. Well, Mr. Tatraman, we appreciate you coming on the show. How is your jet lag? You know what? Me and my dad were just talking about that. We are definitely feeling a little jet laggy. But should be good by hopefully the end of the week, just in time for Salt Lake City Enduro Cross. Nice. So at 19, though, with your dad overseas for some of these uh, super enduros, you could still find some mischief, I could imagine, after the enduro, after the races are over. Yeah, you know, we're still a bunch of racers, so we're not there to party. But after after the races, there's definitely a little bit of excitement going on. Yes, I can only imagine. We've talked about it before on the show. The after party for X Games last year uh, with all the dirt bikers was quite awesome. It was, I would, epic was probably a word that I would use. And so I can only hope to assume that they would have done some of the same things when they were uh, traipsing around, traipsing around uh, Europe with that same kind of enthusiasm. So, dude, you've been, 
how's the year been for you? I mean, like, we know you just got the Super Enduro Championship, or the Junior Championship, which is just phenomenal, with the, especially with the RPM team, just, like, super, super support for them. But how stoked are you on that? I mean, that's just got to be ridiculously awesome. Yeah, I'm super stoked. I put a lot of effort into this season. Uh, I definitely did all my training and testing. Actually, I see the Stillwell sticker in the background there. Alan Stillwell, Bam. he helped me out tremendously. So uh, He's pretty good at what he know, does, isn't he? I think he's definitely the best I've used so far. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, championships are always great, and they're definitely, you know, hard to achieve. So I was super excited to be able to go over there and show show those guys, you know. That you're that? a 19-year-old badass <laughs> on a dirt bike? Yeah, it felt good. <laughs> um, I think we... Luckily, we got a chance to watch some of the live events that were going over there at the Super Enduro. The season was a little bit longer this year, which was probably tougher on you guys flying back and forth so much. But you've done a lot of Enduro crosses at one of them in Atlanta last year. You even thought that Jordan somehow could do 114 push-ups. What's the big differences? Kind of break that down for us. Like, there's a lot of people that watch this show that are very big enthusiasts of Enduro Cross, and we get that. But, you know... from what we've seen on TV, we could tell it's a little bit more narrow. It's maybe not as gnarly. Maybe it's gnarlier. So break it down from a rider's perspective for us, the big differences in what you experience between the series. Yeah, so uh, basically the biggest difference is here in the States, we have Schaefer tracks that go to every race and build the track so you kind of know what to expect. And over there, you're not going state to state. You're going country to country. So you got different people building different tracks in every country. So you're kind of going in blind every weekend hoping for something good and you're either going to get what you would like or, or not. Some tracks suited some guys better than others. Uh, but overall, I think the tracks are similar because it's enduro cross, but at the same time, Finland, they were over a minute lap times. And so just last weekend in Daytona, they were 30 second lap times. So there's definitely differences, but at the end of the day, it's still in an enduro cross track. Right. Um, really interesting, actually, what you said about Schaefer tracks. So here in the States, they've hired a track crew, essentially, that either travels with or goes to each event and builds the enduro cross. So there's probably some consistency there with how how obstacles are built and things like that, like things they're bringing with them, elements yeah. of the track. But, man, how different is it when somebody in a different country every single time is building that track? Does that consistency just doesn't exist? Yeah, I mean, uh, for example, in Poland, the the mid, mid-race mid track maintenance, they brought a bunch of guys out there with shovels. So <laughs> they were using shovels to fill up the ruts. Where here in the States, they go out there, and in five minutes, they got it all flattened out with the skid steer. So right. stuff like that's been an eye-opener for sure. <laughs> you know, with what you see in Europe sometimes in uh, the over-sexualization, I think, of some of the trophy girls, which, you know, some of us complain about that and some of us are totally fine with that. I'm surprised they didn't have the trophy girls out there with the <laughs> shovels fixing the tracks because, honestly, like it's like any time they can ch- put a chick in small clothing or really tight stuff, they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, but one thing over there, too, is they have, like, fire dancers, and it's it's a really big production. It's a show. It's crazy. Fire dancers. Fire dancers. Did you get a chance to do any fire dancing? No, I did not. Did you get a chance to hang out with any fire dancers? No. <laughs> Ty, you're, I mean, 
You're 19. You're in Europe, bro. You just come on I back. I know, but the your dad. Yeah, I know. Talk. You're with your dad. It's blah blah blah. Language barrier. Language <laughs> barrier. And doesn't that make it easier? I mean, when you're at a bar, you're always like, uh, "What? A, how do I?" Hey, you're just like American. What up? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you need to take me with you as your mechanic and leave your dad at home. Yeah, I, I don't know so. if that'd be a wise choice. <laughs> I'm married. I can't do anything stupid, but I can try to figure out how Ty can. Yeah. <laughs> no, are you going to be? I think I saw that you posted uh, an X Games invite. Is that correct for this year? Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be there. Awesome! That's going to be so much fun. Will you be 20 by that point? I will not. Man, I'll be 20 in November. 20 in November. Yeah, Two more years before we get to break you in proper like Two well more I guess years. I guess legally anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows how that happens? Oh man. So how long have you been with the RPM team? Uh, I wanna say I'm going on my third year. It started off uh just me talking with them. I was riding KTMs and then I my first year signing with them was awesome and uh it just gave me a lot of confidence knowing that I had people behind me. So uh the next couple of years after that until now i've just been given a lot more effort and trying to bring more for them because they do so much for me so absolutely i feel like uh, with my good results it, it contributes to them and pays back towards me hell yeah i'd say with a with a championship at the super enduro that that's a uh, fantastic results not yeah. just good results i think that's uh i mean i haven't done it so i don't not, not many can say they have at all that's true that's the point right yep Champions, champions. champions. <laughs> well, um, how, how did you get into enduro cross? How does how does a gentleman like yourself from Nevada, you know, you've been with RPM for three years. Obviously, you were doing stuff before that. Like, how do you, how do you get into enduro cross? How do you get under the radar of guys like uh, you know Mike that runs the RPM team and stuff like such? Well, I grew up racing off road my whole life. I okay. did the work series, right on. And my trainer at the time was also training Justin Soule. Oh, and Justin okay, yeah. Soule, he was racing enduro cross. And so I always was good in the technical sections of the works races and stuff like that. So he approached me and said, hey, why don't you try riding Endurocross? And I never thought about it. I was only 16. And yeah. I went to Las Vegas for the round one and loved it. I sucked at it and I wanted to get better. <laughs> so we <laughs> started building a track and it just went from there. Oh, dude, awesome. I totally understand that. Have you had it? You, oh, you guys did the the, the crappy yeah the, the janky crappy ones in, in Oklahoma. yeah yeah there the last one that one that James and Tiffany and I went to in Las Vegas oh my god kicked our ass yeah no Ty literally I went out there for for the first practice uh, no I went out there for two different practices so the first practice I made it three quarters of a lap right. And I've done endurocross before. Like I, I it, like this was just like it was so much tougher than any of the other enduro. Like like the national series that I've done before. I went out for the second lap and I made it literally halfway around and got stuck on an obstacle uh, in the matrix. I was stuck in the matrix. I mean, I trashed my radiator. My pipe was just shot to shit. And I said, you know what? I'm going to the bar. And so I just loaded the bike up, and I dropped my gear and went to the bar. And like 10 minutes later, everybody's seeing me like out of my gear with the crown and coke. And like, what happened? I was like, I quit. <laughs> I was like, that's what happened. Proud of it. <laughs> yeah, good God. I was so happy to be done with that. That is going to be some tough stuff, man. So no trials background then? No, I actually bought a trials bike just to try to better myself in Endurocross. So... I have a trials bike and I ride it every now and again, but no, no, 
No previous trials experience. All right, somebody in the chat room just said, please stop saying Nevada like that. So is, is it the way I'm saying Nevada or the way you're saying Nevada? Yeah, us Nevadans say Nevada. Nevada? Nevada? Is that Nevada. like uh, Haker and Hacker? Yeah, hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey now. Hacker. Some of us have accents. And we say Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. So yeah. it's like, it's a serious A. It's, it's like, a serious A. I mean, I've seen shirts that say it's Nevada, not Nevada. I've seen bumper stickers. It's like a, a Nevadan thing. Well, you know, I'm glad that the Nevadans let us know. I mean, yeah, we I don't know if I'm going to change the way year, I say though. it, but... That's funny, too, though, because, like, everybody, like, you hear people from outside of New Orleans, they're like, New Orleans. Like, they'll hit every syllable, but what you don't realize is that people from Louisiana are lazy, so it's New Orleans. Like, it's New just, Orleans. like, like it's just, like, thing. And that's, that's like, the, the key, and probably just, like, for you guys with the, Nev- the Nevadans, Nevadians, is that it's kind of, it's like, there's this weird homegrown way to say it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I understand, you know, stick to your roots. We'll keep making fun of you, though. It's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll say it like the rest of the country does. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, let's go with the other 49 states, buddy. <laughs> Screw what you guys do locally, okay? <laughs> I like it. So, dude. We got a whole enduro cross season ahead of us. We've got more races than we've had before. We're hitting more East Coast races. All kinds of fun stuff is going to be going on this year. How are you going to take a lot of the momentum that you've now built up with what you've learned doing the Super Enduros this year and bring that into the big boy class that you've been competing in with the at the enduro cross? Yeah, I mean, I definitely learned a lot. I think the most is just uh, having confidence on the bike. Uh, previous years, I've kind of had the mindset that I'm racing with my idols. And so I haven't tried racing them back. And now I'm at the point where I know that I have the speed cause I see it in my lap times and I just need to start showing those guys that I'm actually there to race, not just to fill the gate. Right. So I think that's uh, my biggest mindset now is not showing up and, you know, being amazed with who I'm racing against, but showing up and being amazed at who I could potentially beat. Dude, that's, that's so awesome. Smart. It's got to be tough. It really does. I, uh, it's it's so funny how at the same time, like, and it, 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 it doesn't happen all that often, obviously, but I do get a chance to make it to some some of the races that happen outside of Texas. Mm-hmm. And whenever that does, the, the first time that I'm like, Cody, what's up? Like, I I say it like we're buddies because we talk on the show or whatever, you know, stuff like that. And then I'm just like, God, I really hope you respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like blow me off like but, you know like it, what's cool is you guys are all so nice you know yeah. like we got a chance when we were there for atlanta we just yeah. like, talked to everybody like, and we talked about like i even was talking with cooper and stuff it's like man those guys from the west coast they're nice like i mean we knew everybody on the east coast was nice because we LA. hung out with them but we're like the west coast. they're nice over there too it was like a shocker to us but yeah it's pretty awesome yeah we don't i guess Typically, us central, us third coasters don't really get, you know, too much. Like, we'll get some East Coast, but the West Coast guys never get a chance yeah. to really make it here. And obviously, we barely get a chance to make it to the West Coast. Yeah. So, so yeah. Maybe one day. We'll just have oodles of money. <laughs> fly guys like Chai Chai from Nevada. From Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. Now I'm just, now I don't even know how I'm saying it. It's just all over the place here. <laughs> um, so, bike. Why did you cheat? What bike are you riding? One. Um, what kind of modifications have you made to it, and, and why did you make those choices? Uh, right now in the States, I'm riding a 350, and I like that better 
for uh, all the bottom end power I get out of it. You know, Enduro Cross is getting to be a lot more jumpy, and uh, I like the four-stroke power a lot better for that. Okay. Um, I'm going to ride the 300 two-stroke in the Extreme Enduros because it's a lot lighter, and I could run it without the Recluse clutch. Uh, I run the Recluse manual in the Extreme Enduro bike, but I use the Core EXP in my Enduro Cross bike. So that would, I, I think, is the biggest advantage uh, for Endurocross uh, is having that Recluse Core EXP because I never stall. I yeah. can get through the rocks a lot easier. Um, and then, obviously, the Stillwell suspension has my bike riding like butter everywhere. Butter. And then uh, my FMF pipe getting that power to the ground. And then my Maxxis tires hooking me up so i mean everything on my bike has a purpose i think for sure absolutely that's cool now for those of you who who, who do know about maxis uh kinda actually makes a wicked gummy tire so because kinda is a huge sponsor of seat time just got to remind people that there are options and if we were to ask you to choose one you'd want to go pick up some of those prototype kinda tires and give them a try on your enduro cross <laughs> that's really true though was that was that too shady? I mean, I kind of <laughs> wanted it to be fun. I don't know. It was like, uh, can you tell that I'm goofing at the same time being serious? I don't know. Is it, is it, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll watch. We'll it let later. everybody else decide. Yeah, you guys tell me what's up. <laughs> uh, oh, great question by Cooper Bailey in the chat room and also in the room. What's the advantage of not using the the recluse for the extreme races? Uh, well. I still run the Recluse, it's just the manual, so it has the full feel of the clutch, and I feel like for doing like splatter features and stuff where the Corey XP might struggle in the two-stroke, uh, I just like having the full feel of the regular clutch in my two-stroke. Okay, I think so it's just a two-stroke versus four-stroke personal preference so with the recluse manual is that kind of like if you were to go get a henson clutch it's a clutch it's the it's a clutch like we know and love it's just that it's recluse's better version exactly of stock? exactly yes okay all right all and right. you get a sweet clutch cover oh speaking of i know <laughs> no yeah we were just talking to thad duvall like he he's like you know i don't really have too many uh par aftermarket parts on the bike and stuff and i told him i was like dude you need to get a clutch cover with the seat time logo on it. Easily adds ten horsepower. Easily. So now we're selling that like we own it. Yeah, no, it's the truth. So I mean, if you're looking for blink, if you're looking for ten more horsepower, yeah, I can drop EPS logos to anybody. <laughs> we'll find a CNC guy. We'll get we'll make it figured out. We'll make it happen. Get her done. <laughs> get her done. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So, oh my gosh, what extreme enduros are you going to be doing? That's a really because uh, you mentioned that. And is the RPM team going to be able to support you overseas for some of that, or how how is that going to work out? Yeah, well, unfortunately, in our contract, me and Cody, uh, X Games and Erzberg were in there, but this year they conflict. So we were planning on hitting X Games and Erzberg, but we can't now. So we'll for sure be at the Tennessee Knockout, and then uh, Last Dog Standing, uh, a lot of clubs and groups of guys are just putting on awesome races that are getting bigger and bigger. Unfortunately, one of the Super Enduros conflicted with King of the Motos, which we would love to do. So yep. I'd say the biggest one we're going to focus on this year would be the 
last or not the last dog standing. That one will be big, but the Tennessee knockout. Yeah, Tennessee knockout's a lot of fun. I finally got a chance to make it there last year and watch Cody. Holy moly! Like it was, <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Dumb. It was he, just yeah, the speed that guy puts down, and it's not. And it's what's crazy is he's one of the guys that he looks like he might just be like puttering by you, like. <laughs> Yeah, but then you see other guys come by in that same section, and you see them struggle, and that's when your mind starts to go, oh, Cody was fast. Like, yeah. that's what fast <laughs> looks like in some of this crazy-ass yeah. shit. <laughs> so it's just insane what that guy could do it's, on a bike. It's nuts, yeah. So how much have you learned from the, the great Cody Webb? I'm trying to learn a lot. He comes up to my house. I go to his house. We try to ride as much as we can. It's always better to ride with other people. I think for me to try to catch up to him, and then when he's lapping me, he's got to pass someone, so that's good practice. I like so, it. Well, if you ever yeah, really no. need like a test dummy, you can fly me out there, and I can I can kind of like be the guy that you have to practice passing. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's pretty good at being that test dummy, I'm, too. I'm great at being passed. But she'll even show you some pretty wicked ways to pick your bike up when you fall. I can do that. She's uh, being a girl, and I say that... In fact, not like uh, I actually yeah, am. not like a knock. Like oh, she's riding like a girl. She's riding like a person with a vagina. That's just what happens. She's a little bit weaker than us people with penises. That's, yep, it's that's true. What it is. So she's got some techniques there. You probably don't want to learn them, but they're fun just in case you never know what's going to happen on a enduro crash. Pass them on to your future girlfriend. Yeah, you, you know, know it's like, oh, you've got a vagina. Let me show you to pick up your motorcycle. Hey, that's good for all people. That could be a pickup line. Maybe. I mean, if you're picking up chicks at tracks, they probably <laughs> probably find way better ways to pick them up than using that line. But I don't know. I mean, Ty, we've got all kinds of advice for you if you're willing to stay on and listen. So it's all. <laughs> but it's, He's it's, like, oh, my computer shut up. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's just, it's just stuff. Starts working. breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> we broke the internet. Yeah. Uh, the internet broke us. That's what happened. Uh, yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, dude. You've done a great job. I have to say, very, very impressed. I'm so stoked that not just you were able to get a chance to win the Super Enduro Junior Championship, but, of course, that you were able to do it with the RPM team. I think a lot of people don't give that team much credit, kind of like we're seeing right now with Thad Duvall doing so well with the KR4 guys. It's great to see a team that's not considered a that they're just not considered a, a top level team. Yeah. You know, being able to put out results like you guys are doing that. So great job, dude. And we look forward to being able to watch you the rest of the year um, and be able to turn 21 and see if your career goes up or down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show. Do you know what Ty asked me earlier on? No. It's like, so what is this? He's never watched Seat Time before? I don't really, uh, where I live. Is kind of no semi uh, off the grid ish. You hear those excuses? I mean, in South Carolina, sometimes they have to drive to the gas station to even get service, and they still know what we are. Yeah, I mean, we've got guys that do it come on the show in Starbucks. We've got wow. guys kicked out of, of Starbucks, Starbucks on the show. There's no excuse, Ty. No <laughs> so, excuse. But now that you know, you're gonna have to beat our door down know. to get back on the show. <laughs> We're just All messing right. with you. No, dude. Seriously, great job out Good there. Job. We look forward to having you back on the show, and uh, we'll definitely chat with you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Later, See man. Ya. See ya. Peace. He's like, I'm never going back on there. Yeah, he's like, those guys are crazy. <laughs> so, man, we didn't get a chance really to talk about what we did this past weekend. Let's hit some of that really quick before we go too long and everything. Alrighty. So talk to us a little bit more about the Zinc Ranch <laughs> two-day enduro 
that you and the fam family got a chance to do. All righty. Well, two day turned to one day. Yep. Um, we were heading up to Tulsa Friday night and heard via Facebook that um, they were canceling Saturday. Weren't sure about Sunday. And so a lot of people were on there kind of getting a little irate, saying they were traveling, you know, 12 plus hours and they were not coming, turning around, going home. We were already halfway there, so we said, ah, screw it, we're going up. Yep. So uh, that's what we did. Hung out with a, a good friend that just moved to Tulsa from Tennessee, which was awesome. Thanks, Breha, for letting us crash at your place. Yeah. Um, How was Breha? <coughs> Breha was good. Awesome. Um, and then uh, went out to the track Saturday. Um, looked wet. Very muddy. <laughs> that looks like rain this year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, we raced Sunday. It was fun. It was gnarly. Um, supposed to be 90 miles. I made it about 33 um, yeah, uh, heading to the second loop, couldn't make it up the gnarliest, the gnarliest section of the track was on the transfer trail to the loop, to the start of the loops. And I uh, couldn't make it up at the second time, bet my gear shifter and called her a day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think more than 50% of the racers DNF'd, wow. but it was, it was fun. It turned out to be a pretty good day. Um, bummer though out was, uh, I know we kind of chatted about this a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they, they canceled Saturday's race. Right. We pre-entered, paid, um, a lot of money to, to race. And I think uh, what, about a hundred bucks for both days. Was a little bit um, more. yeah. So we paid for three entries. So it was about 170 bucks yeah. and, um, for Saturday. Right. And then they said they weren't giving money back. Uh, no refunds. Yeah. Even though they canceled the event. So yeah, that's, that's a tough. big, big bummer for us, especially, I mean, we're broke college kids just going out trying to have fun these days, but, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and it, I wanted to I wanted to chat about this just for a little bit too because the big the big thing is it's obviously not a controversy there's no that kind of weird stuff it's just like where where it gets touchy is that the race organizers are the ones that canceled the event so it's like right. if 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 you or I or Cooper or any of us were to go registered for an event and we go out there and we're like we're gonna show up we're gonna race regardless whatever it is we're going out for the conditions. We're gonna go race a muddy race. Oh, but then like we get there and then we're like, you know what? Mm-mm-mm, that's too much mud. I'm not doing it. That's, that's dirty. Yeah. And you turn around and go home. The fifty bucks, forty bucks, 50, whatever it is, it's you're a like, wash yeah, first, yeah. that's a wash at that point. That's understandable. But I, I do feel that maybe when the organization is the one that cancels the event and that day, just that day of racing doesn't happen anymore. That essentially that race doesn't exist. Then yeah, I mean at that point, like it's like why then is their money kept? Because I get that the that there was time put in that that money was helped to put in part of the pot, all that kinds of stuff. But in the long run, that's also money that people were put into race that then those promoters canceled that race, yeah. and that's one of the big things that goes into those meetings and why it takes so long sometimes for people to figure out: Do we cancel the race? Yeah. Do we let people race anyway? Do we say? We're just going to go give you a 10-mile course because and, it's nasty and muddy, and hopefully you guys have fun. Yeah, just go fun. have fun, yeah. yeah and I understand. Uh, I mean, we've promoted races, and sometimes, I mean, the conditions are totally out of your hands, and you got to do what you got to do. And I think they made the right decision to cancel Saturday, as nasty as it got on Sunday. Yeah. Sunday wouldn't have happened if they had Saturday. And so, uh, I mean, I understand that, but I don't think the racers have to take that hit. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's up to speculation at this point, like, uh, you know. Uh, the forums say that's unfortunately not going to happen. So, but definitely, if you guys have been in a situation like that, we'd like to know about it. Have you been to races that have been canceled? Have you had a chance to to? Does money get taken back normally? How how does that kind of work for you guys in some of the local series that you've been to? Obviously, we have comments 
uh, you know, on, on YouTube, we've got comments on the website. Everybody can kind of chime in there. We'd yeah. love to know what you guys think about that. It'd be interesting to just kind of see maybe what is the norm. Maybe we're, you know, we just seen things different down here in Texas, which <laughs> obviously could be the case. I mean, we do say Nevada. Nevada. But other than that, we had a great weekend. I mean, the test sections were awesome. They were fun. and uh, That's cool. Yeah, it was. It was a- yeah, it, apparently that place is awesome, and I, it, it sucks to have missed it. And I do hope that you know there is a chance that they do get a national next year, as they were. Kind yeah, of that would about, be awesome because that would be a lot of fun. And I, I got to give a shout out to uh, Cooper's dad who raced the senior A class, overall ate it, um, totally kicked some honey. But uh, yeah. if anybody looks up the name Scott Bailey <laughs> when it comes to racing dirt bikes, they're going to realize that there's a picture of like the words "badass" <laughs> next to that. Yeah, so, I it's mean, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's it, it's understood. So, how was your weekend? Should refund unless race starts. Well, there's one. There you go. Uh, this was awesome. Went to TCCRA on Saturday. Luckily enough, you know, waking up a little bit late, just kind of okay. Well, we're not going to Oklahoma. We'll take our time. Got at the TCCRA, whipped out the 350. I was like, "Bitch, you're about to get muddy," <laughs> and uh, we did. We got our nice and muddy. I spent a good hour with a stick trying to scrape stuff off. Just as Sunday, it was you know 10 pounds lighter, yeah, yeah. opposed to 50 pounds heavier. And uh, lots of fun. I mean, I really enjoyed that 350 way more than I thought I would. A yeah. lot more than I thought I would. Um, so I'm super stoked on the fact that that's kind of like what we decided to do. Yeah. Um, lot to, yeah, just really, really enjoyed the bike, enjoyed the time. My wife is a saint. Um, the fact that she can uh, handle those kids in that cooped up little RV <laughs> is just is insane. And my parents, you know, they 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 did purchase an RV once they moved down here, and they let us use it, which is awesome. And man, yeah, my wife is awesome. Like it's, I, I don't know how she does it. Yeah. So because I did three laps on Saturday, and then obviously raced what's full. Oh, okay. So I don't know how many of you guys out there have kids. If you do, so I have a our oldest is an eight year old, and she she could sleep for she could sleep for half the day, easy twelve, thirteen, fourteen hours if we let her. I get up seven o'clock, get my coffee, start eating, start getting ready, all that kinds of stuff. Race is about eight forty five, nine o'clock. Get done with the race about eleven thirty. Back at the truck about eleven forty five. D gear, get out of the shower. I get out of the shower, quick shower by the way, and that's when she wakes up. That's when she opens the curtain from the top bunk and is like, Good morning and I'm I go, Really? Really? I was like, that's why it's so quiet, because you're still asleep. I was like, are you kidding That me? is awesome. That's Ridiculous. a girl after my own heart right there. Holy moly. Like, that was just insane. You're I like, so did you enjoy that. the races? <laughs> I was like, man, Liam and, and Nora and Tam were out there, like, watching. They were jumping on the four-wheeler and checking stuff out. I just assumed that she bring brought the older daughter, too. But no. Just snoozing away. How awesome is that's that? That's awesome. That's insane. So we're looking forward to the National Enduro. This oh, weekend. yeah. It's so round awesome. three of the Kinda National Enduro Series is going to be here in Texas. Home track advantage. I know. Well, well, yeah. home track we'll advantage see. means we totally suck. Yeah, maybe. I, I wish I had uh, Rick Emerson on my road, though. He was a gentleman that I rode with when we rode this property for the Enduro uh, a couple months but, ago, yeah. two, three months ago. Back in November, And oh, my gosh. Like, the dude... Hit the, the speed he kept, for whatever reason, motivated the crap out of me. And I somehow, majority of the day, was able to keep him you know, in sight. And, and obviously, by the end of most tests, he was e- able to you know, get a good 20, 30 seconds ahead of me, so out of sight. But man, it was so much fun trying to keep up with that guy. Yeah. So I wish that I could be on a row with him, but I think he's like on 80. Oh, yikes. And I'm not. 
<laughs> yeah, so, the, I'm not switching. You're up in the front. <laughs> I know. I'm on 24 with Russell Bobbitt, so I should have. Hey, a there's your motivation. No, that's that's like that's, that, just cru- that's like soul crushing right there. Yeah, just <laughs> there for me, man. But I do. What's crazy? So I'm in the 30A class, you know, whatever the, the vet A, whatever. I can't yeah, remember what. The, not quite the senior, but yeah, not yet. We're working on it. Not yet. Um, but I think I've got like a I've got an open A guy, a couple 250A guys. Oh, I mean, that's gonna be good. We're all A guys. So if it's any, I've already decided. Obviously, Russell Bobbitt. So Russell Bobbitt, he's obviously that. That's the pecking order. Bobbitt is it's just it. And then after that, it's I'm literally just going to start last because I, I got I got nothing to prove. I don't need to be anybody's way. And obviously, when guys come from behind me, I'm just going to pull over all that kinds of stuff. But if for some strange reason, I'm uh, what I would love is that one of these 250A guys or one of these open A guys is that kind of Rick Emerson yeah. speed where they're like, yeah, they're faster than me. They're going to do better than they're I am. But it's just for. that kind of that hair to yeah. chase. That's always um, good. That's always So good. I hope that that's the way it works out. And if it doesn't, you know, I'll have fun chasing everybody down as they pass me. But yeah, my motivation is um, Hannah Otto's a cup, I mean, like 10 rows behind me. And we used to race together. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, I got to stay in front because that's 10 minutes. But. I've been on the bike in a long time, and uh, <laughs> talk about you just just raced thirty three miles. <laughs> yeah, thirty three miles. Woo. But uh, yeah, that's my motivation right there. So I like there it. There you go, Hannah. There's your motivation. Come get me. <laughs> oh, snap! Called out on feet time. I like oh, it. No, not really called out, but more like she's gonna get me. Uh-oh. There's your motivation that you're gonna get me. So you, she doesn't really have much motivation, does she? I don't know. You're bad at this game. I'm drink my Let's have some. St. Patty's Day fruit. Fruit? Sugar? Candy? That's not fruit. No, that's not fruit. <laughs> it's got the word sour in it, right? <laughs> it looks like apples. We're prepping for the oh, national. It's the flavor apple. That's a fruit. It's a fruit. a fruit. It's totally got real apples in there. Liam would know that it's a fruit. Corn syrup, sugar, wheat flour. Oh, apples. Wheat flour. Oh, son of a. How many of those have I had? Too many. I would agree. Look at this, buddy. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, everybody, thank you very much for paying attention to Seat Time. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Sometimes YouTube's just a bitch. We have to put up with it. That's what happens when you use free services with bad documentation. <laughs> yep. So, definitely, thank you very much to Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. You can check them out at flyracing.com. Obviously, Kenda Tire USA, huge supporters of not just Seat Time, but of course, the National Enduro Series. Uh, the EnduroCross series, lots of other stuff out there. They do have a great website, kindatire.com. You can go check out their comparison chart, see what kind of terrain you're going to be riding in, check out their tires. Definitely head to your local dealer and be able to purchase either Fly Racing or Kinda Tires while you're there. Or you can go to stillwellperformance.com if you enjoy supporting seat time. We would really appreciate you checking that out. What I like to tell everybody is you don't, I, I'm not telling you to go to Stillwell Performance and buy anything because Alan Stillwell is a super educated man when it comes to suspension. And I know when a lot of people go, oh, I need to get my suspension done, they've got questions. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you want to start this conversation, period, is you want to go on there and tell them where you might be having problems or what you think you need to adjust. And he's going to be able to help you with that. And then I promise you, he's the one who's going to be able to talk you into reasons of why you know you should have him be the one to do your suspension. So stillwellperformance.com, check them out. Definitely thank all those guys for their support. It's been a great year so far. We've we've actually seen a lot of uh, a lot of rise in numbers, and we're very supportive, uh, thankful for you, the fans, and of course our supporters that have kind of made that happen. So yep. it's been a great time. You can find us on website seatime.co. It's where we post all the archive so- shows. That's where we're live right now. 
other fun bits that you can find there. We're on the Facebook, facebook.com slash SeedTime. Twitter, at SeedTime underscore CEO. We are on Instagram, at SeedTime. Of course, we're all over just the socials. Totally social. Yeah. And if you're going to use a hashtag, Pintful of Awesome is just like... Bam, all up in skit. Yeah. Um, well, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk about uh, episode 160. Obviously, we will have the National Enduro to chat about. Um, we're going to have the GNCCs coming back for another round. We're going to have uh, Enduro Cross coming back. So we'll be able to talk to some more of those riders as they're prepping for that. Should be a good time. Well, hopefully, you guys tune in. But up until then, remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Jordan Bailey, thank you for coming back on the show. Yes, absolutely. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> see ya. Peace.